I'm joined by Sinead Ninoulon. Sinead is a mixed martial artist and Muay Thai fighter from Newport here in County Mayo. Sinead, you're very welcome to the show. Hi, yeah, how are you? Thanks very much. Um, in the past decade or so, I suppose, mixed martial arts has seen a meteoric rise in popularity here in Ireland, especially with the likes of Conor McGregor being so popular in the UFC. But for those of us who don't know what Muay Thai is, can you explain it? Yeah, it's literally Thai boxing. It's a, a sport that comes from Thailand. So it's all about stand-up and a lot of uh, clinching techniques. It's actually called the art of the eight limbs because it uses all eight limbs of your body. So it's um, kind of like MMA, but it's got no groundwork in it. It's more um, stand-up. And when you say eight limbs, can you just explain that? Because I'm sitting here and I can only count four. Like two legs, two arms, two elbows, two shins and two knees. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. I suppose you yourself, you've had quite the journey to get to this point in terms of you started out in kickboxing, went to jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai and mixed martial arts. Yeah. How did you get started on that journey? Well, I started when I was eight. Um, my family would be very much into the martial arts. My dad uh, is the one who got me into it, so I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for him. He's a black belt in traditional jiu-jitsu and a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so he'd be fairly experienced. So he's the one who got all of us into it, really. Oh, okay. And... Um, was it in Newport you got started originally or did you have to go further afield? No, no, I went to Westport first time. Oh, okay. And um, you moved then into SBG Ballina, wasn't it, after that? That was after Castlebar, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the trainer in there is Stephen Geds. Um, he himself is a, a black belt in kickboxing, a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. So kind of a, a perfect mix for you then, someone to mentor you along the way with the kickboxing. Yeah, I kind of moved to Ballina for more the jiu-jitsu and MMA side because the kickboxing, I got to a stage where I was kind of like, okay, I need to try something else now. Do you know what I mean? And I've always wanted to do jiu-jitsu and MMA, so he's the one who kind of got me started in that field. Oh, okay. And I suppose it is called mixed martial arts, so you can't just specialise in one. You have to, to train up in a few. Oh, yeah, definitely. You couldn't go into a fight with just one um, one like kickboxing or jiu-jitsu. You need, you need all of it all around it. And, uh, of course, when you're in the fights, you come out to the name Sinead, the, the Grenade <laughs> Ninoulon. Um, yeah. Is that because, like, I've I, I watched a couple of your fights now to, to kind of research for this. And every time the bell goes at the start of the round, you just explode out of the corner. <laughs> is that why, or is it just because it rhymes with Sinead? Or, or what, what was the reason behind picking that? It, I didn't actually think of it. It's my dad that thought of it. Um, that's exactly why he thinks it, because I go, I look like a bit of a nut job when I'm fighting, <laughs> because I'm all... Uh, just forward pressure, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't change it, I love it, but uh, I didn't actually come up with it. I mean, my dad came up with it just one day randomly, and I was like, oh, that rhymes with me, that's, that's what we're going to go with, so. I mean, it, it works, so. <laughs> yeah, it uh, does, it just rhymes me perfectly. Um, so, like, in a sport like MMA, um, especially when you specialise in, in kickboxing or Muay Thai, where striking is the focus, um, having a reach disadvantage is, is far from ideal and in nearly all the fights I've seen from Daniel Brown back in White Tiger in 2017 right through to your last fight in October versus Daria Kliszewska, um, you've been the competitor that has to deal with that reach disadvantage. How do you overcome that? I've always had to do that in anything I do. You know, I'm always the smallest one. But um, yeah, definitely you do see the fight and you're like, oh God, she's taller. But you get to a stage where you're like, I don't really care because all my training partners are taller than me you know, all the girls I spar with. So I'm kind of used to it. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't really phase me now. But it definitely would have phased me when I first started. But it's just something I'm going to have to get used to and work with because it's always going to be there. And I suppose um, you've been out of action now, not just because of COVID-19, but 
you you got you picked up a bit of an injury. You hurt your shoulder. You're getting a scan on it in a, in July. How's the recovery going? Yeah, I broke my collarbone four months ago. Um, actually, just rolling in competition class with jiu-jitsu. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been tough because I'm you know used to training two three times a day down to barely anything because of my shoulder. But um, I'm back in the right track now. It's feeling a lot better. So just got to get the scan in July and then hopefully it's all clear and get back training in Dublin. And uh, I suppose you mentioned Dublin there. You're ver- you're one of the very few. I, I don't want to say lucky because you you work so hard to get there. But you, you're one mm-hmm. of the few people who um, are training in SPG HQ uh, with the likes of Coach Kavna uh, and yeah. a few other famous fighters. Um, how how do you find training under someone who around the world is renowned as a a, a top class MMA coach? When I first went, I was like this isn't actually happening. Do you know what I mean? Because it's been a dream of mine and it's something that I've achieved. And, you know, I didn't just get there. You have to work to get there. But now he's like, he's my coach, you know what I mean? And he's helped me so much since I got there. I was there for nine months before COVID hit. So I am, I, I, he's a coach now. Do you know what I mean? It's just amazing training with alongside him and all the other fighters. You know what I mean? You learn so much every day and he has no problem answering your questions or helping you out. So that's what I'm very grateful for. And like, do you still get that bit of you know awe when you walk in and there might be you know Conor McGregor in the, in one corner or Sinead Cavan in the other or do you walk in and it's like this isn't real this this still isn't yeah. real yeah every time there's always you know you do some days you're like you're grand you walk in you're like oh great more training and then some days you're like I can't believe I'm actually here do you know what I mean it's kind of surreal but I love it you know I wouldn't change it now uh, I suppose it wouldn't be MMA on, on, on this show in particular without a little bit of um I suppose, nitty pity, nitpicking about it. Um, oftentimes there is this perception that combat sports and uh, MMA in particular are just excuses for sheer brutality, uh, and that there's no place for women in a sport like it. Uh, actually, in pre- in preparing for this, I came across an article about Ashton Daly, uh, the former yeah. UFC fighter, uh, and the fact that she was set to debut in the UFC because of her success in other promotions. Uh, and, and to quote from an article in this on the 42.ie women fighting in the boxing ring is bad enough but women doing UFC is a whole lot worse the popularity of UFC is a sad reflection on a global society today long live the sweet science of boxing which is a man's sport it instills discipline and teaches young lads how to handle victory more importantly defeat later on uh, the same commenter said any other sport I have no problem women doing to make judgments and label me sexist, etc., is bull. Do women like to see women boxing or fighting? So, Sinead, I'm going to throw it over to you. <laughs> Do you like to see, uh, first of all, other women get involved in the sport? And, like, what's your opinion on those comments? I just think it's very insulted. Do you know what I mean? Uh, we have as much passion, or sometimes more passion or determination than males. Yet we people look upon us when we're fighting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it can be bloody, it can be violent, but we sign up for it. We know what we're signing up for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a tough, it's a tough situation because everyone has their opinion. You know, everyone's welcome to their opinion. But I love seeing women get involved in uh, martial arts, not even if they don't want to fight, just for self-defense reasons. Do you know what I mean? But you know, to say that any other sport, you can see women in any other sport, but that's you know. They're choosing to be in them sports, you know, and to say it's a man's sport, I think is completely wrong. But that's again, it's that person's opinion. But I wish that people like that or has opinions like that would have more respect for women that do MMA, boxing, whether it's any sport. You know what I mean? Uh, and I suppose, like, 
those comments were left in 2014. When you, you know, yeah. get talking to people in the, just in general public or whatever, and they find out that you're into these sports, do you think that the, the general perception has changed much in those six years? Yeah, you meet some people that look at you and go, you don't look like a fighter. But do you know, what does a fighter look like? Do you know what I mean? I suppose so people are expecting you to be walking around with, you know, an ear hanging off and two big yeah. bruised eyes. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, yes, I do MMA. And they're like, oh, right. And you're like, oh, God, you know. But there's definitely people that go, oh, really? Oh, tell me, you know, and they get into conversation with you. It just depends kind of what, what your opinion is on it and how you how you look at it, if you get me. And I suppose going back to Ashleen Daly for a second, she was Ireland's first ever MMA world champion, uh, defeated Jessica I for the NAFS title, Jessica I now in the UFC. Um, yeah. She's also Ireland's first ever female UFC fighter, first ever female black, uh, BJJ black belt. Um, she's really opened the door for female MMA competitors in this country. Uh, is she someone that you, you want to follow? Is she someone you aspire to be? Uh, yeah, like Ashley's a role model for, I think, nearly 99% of women in Ireland that are in this sport, you know what I mean? And she's the one who brought the UFC to Dublin for, you know, in the women's sense of it, you know. I was lucky enough to train with Ashley a couple of times there, maybe a year or two ago, um, and she's absolutely class, you know what I mean? She's such a high level, and she's a nice person. Her personality is great as well. And, you know, she'll answer any questions or anything like that, but she continues to, to train and uh, compete in the BJJ um, side of it, so we'll definitely be seeing her in action again, I hope. And then there's also the likes of, like I mentioned earlier, Sinead Kavanagh, who's in the SBG stable. Um, she's fighting in the Bellator promotion and also an IMMAF World Championship silver medalist from 2015. Um, mm-hmm. is, there, is there any other women that, I suppose Irish women especially, um, that you see tra- you know, training up in SBG Concord who are you know, on the rise that we should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, like I have the honour of training with Sinead Kavanagh, you know, and she honestly, she's just a different level. Like she's just, you learn so much from her every single day that I train with her. But yeah, there's loads of women coming up. Even as an amateur, there's more girls coming up the ranks that'll be pro in the next two or three years. Um, there's pro, our pro fighters are in Bellator as well, you know, they like to Danny Nealon and there's Katie Saw, Liam, of course. Um, so I'm happy to say there's more girls going to be coming up as well. I can see that happening. You mentioned pro. Um, do I dare ask, you know, for for yourself, is, is that the ambition, you know, at the end of the day to, to go pro to, you know, be in Bellator, be in UFC and, 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 and have the crowds cheering out Sinead the Grenade, Sinead the Grenade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the main goal. That's been my goal since I was 13. You know, I mean, I've had that dream of being a professional um, MMA fighter. So um, hopefully that will happen in the next maybe year or so, I, I dare say. But you never know. You know, we just have to let see what plays out, you know. What's for me won't pass me. In the next year or so. Yeah. Well, Hopefully. Well, I'm going to bring you back so to your K1 debut in 2018. <laughs> because you did an interview with uh, Lydia Desdals of MMA Connect. Uh, yeah. In which you said that uh, you would hope that uh, after that kickboxing event, in the next year or so, you would you know transition into MMA. That year or so turned out to be about three months later. Yeah. <laughs> so is it going to be, you know, when you say a year's time, you'll be in a pro MMA fighter. Will we be having you back in here in September and being like, so Sinead, how's pro? No, <laughs> no, I 100% sure it won't be pro by the end of this year. But um, yeah, I don't know. That see, that K1 debut was, was a while ago. But yeah, I remember saying that. And I, everyone said that to me, like, geez, you said it was going to be a year or so. And here I am. But you never know, really. That's what I said. You never know. 
and I suppose in in the same interview, then a- after your debut, you mentioned about how there's you know a lack of fellow women to compete against, mm-hmm. and you know that led to big age gaps, and with the age gaps came you know strength gaps, I suppose as well that you had to contend yeah. with. Um, in the years since, have you seen that change? You know, is, is there still not as many women as you would hope taking up the sport? Yeah, I definitely agree with what I said because, you know, the girl I fought that day was about 11 years older than me. So, you know, that's what I was saying, that there wasn't many younger girls that wanted to fight or were doing martial arts. But now, I see, like, since then, there's been a huge increase in women that are doing martial arts. And that's good for amateur fighters if there's more girls joining because they get more experience because they'll have people to fight, if you get what I mean. Because amateurs are all about experience. But if there's no one, to, no one to fight, you're not getting that experience. But even... So there's more girls just doing it for self-defense, which I love to see as well, because I think every girl needs self-defense. And I suppose if there are any, you know, women listening into this who are wondering about maybe, you know, taking to the mats or, or starting up and just doing it as, as a kind of training, um, what would your advice to be, or, you know, to any concerned parents who are listening in who, you know, might have a daughter who, you know, they're like, oh, that's too, that's too brutal for them. Yeah, I'd 100% recommend every female to learn some kind of combat sport. You know, you don't have to go in and fight competitively. You can just do it for self-defense. You know, it's good to know how to defend yourself. Um, at SVG, like, we do free female um, self-defense classes with Jacqueline. And, you know, I'd love to see that on this side of the country. Um, because I think it, 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 shouldn't, it should be essential for every woman to have that. And I suppose it's important to point out as well that there's... There is forms of martial arts that, you know, there's no striking. It's just about, you know, rolling on the mats and, you know, you're not going to walk home with, you yeah. know, a busted exactly. nose or, or bruised eyes. No, you'll, you, there's self-defense, the self-defense isn't contact. You know, I mean, you'll just be drilling self-defense movements, so there's no way you'll get injured. Yeah, I, I think that's, uh, I suppose, a big fear for a lot of parents out there um, or just people in general that just... You know, they, they don't want to, you know, rock into yeah. work on, on a Tuesday morning after a Monday night's training and being like, oh, yeah. that's a shiner. Um, <laughs> no, no, 100%. And I agree with that because my mum was like that. You know, she's like, oh, try not to get injured and don't get injured. But at this stage now, she's just saying, accepted it as my lifestyle. But when I first started out, I can totally understand where parents and even people themselves are coming from. Um, I suppose now, aside from the MMA, you have recently began a new career. You picked a great time to do it. Um, as yeah. <laughs> a nutrition, as a, a nutritionist and a personal trainer, um, how you how have you found found that? Uh, and I suppose especially with the lockdown now. Yeah, like I started my own business about four months ago. It's when I broke my collarbone because I I couldn't train and I've always wanted to do it. So I was like, well, this is probably a great time to do it because it's all online nowadays. So I was like, right. So I started it, and it, yeah, it's been tough because I'm only starting off. But you know, I'm I'm really enjoying it and I'm embracing it all. You know, it's it's not a business that you can get bored in you know you're learning something every single day and it's more about giving your clients um information and teaching them how to you know their lifestyle choices to choose them in the right way instead of you saying right here's a plan follow that Do you know what i mean because it won't help them in the long run and you know since the lockdown started in what feels like forever ago we've been told about the importance of staying active and you know getting up and getting out going for our walks or whatever yeah but not just for our physical health, it's also for the mental side of things. And can you just explain the the importance of not just focusing on your physical health during the lockdown? Yeah, like mental health is just as important as your physical health. You know, and people mightn't think that. And um, the way we speak to ourselves is also important as well. So I, in my opinion, exercise for me is what kind of keeps me on the right track. And it, 
find having a bad day, you know, training will kind of, kind of like, would you say, your getaway kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's somewhere you don't think about anything. Because if you don't, you get punched in the face and you're thinking about bleeding something else in your training. So, you know, you know, three months ago, it was, I was really in a bad place when I broke my collarbone. I was really down. I was like, oh, I won't be able to train. I won't be able to do this. You know, I'm, and then COVID hit and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be training for God knows how long now. You know what I mean? So you have to concentrate on yourself and emphasis on yourself there because that's what I did. I concentrated on myself and just got on with it. And I'm in a much better place now. Do you know what I mean? I'm very, very happy and I'm doing a little bit of training. I know when the gym's going to be open, you know, but you have to just concentrate on yourself and not worry about what other people's opinions are or what they're doing, you know, because you're not in their life, if that makes any sense. And and if there is anyone, you say, especially sports people now who, like yourself, with COVID hit are finding it difficult to... I suppose, you know, look past the the fact that they can't train or whatever. Have you any, I suppose, advice or whatever that you want to give them just to say, look, it, it will get better? Oh, 100%. I'm sure a lot of professional fighters like that or professional athletes even because that's their job, you know what I mean? That's what they do and having that kind of taken away, it must be very, very tough. But the best thing to do is just stay positive, do you know what I mean? Because like you said, you will get back to what you love doing. You will um, get back training and all that. You just have to kind of make up for it in lockdown at the moment maybe go keep going on your runs or keep doing your train training at home do you know what i mean uh, until and um, everything ba- open back and you get kind of some routine back well unfortunately sinead time is against us now but if people want to you know follow you on your trajectory to you know pro mma or or if they just want to find out more about the, the nutrition and and uh, yeah. personal training side of things where can people follow you and where can people support you I use Instagram the most. It's um, Sinead Minulon underscore MMA or Minulon um, Nutrition and Fitness 1. They're the, both my accounts. Perfect. Um, and you're also on Facebook as well, aren't you? Yeah, Sinead Minulon. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck Thanks in the career. Me. And uh, in in a year's time, uh, if, if it is a year and not three months, uh, <laughs> when you're <laughs> going pro, we'd love to have you back on the show. Lovely. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.